What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. You're listening to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're back with another Make It a Classic. This time is for Joe Button's debut album, self-entitled Joe Button, released June 10th, 2003. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, we're we're back in our, you know, 0203 bag. Yeah. College years. Yinka and I, we in the same place. And so, uh, I don't know. I think we're just kind of having fun with this era. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a good one, I think, for me to discuss because, again, if you're listeners, uh, longtime listeners of the podcast will know that around, you know, 04, 05, I started to become really disenchanted with hip hop. And I think that, you know, maybe some of the music that led up to that point is, is kind of what got me there. And it doesn't doesn't mean that there weren't any this doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy any music that was coming out, but it got to the point where I was like, all right, I'm only going to listen to artists that I like, you know, most depth, the roots. And when those artists disappointed, I was kind of like, fuck it. But, you know, this era, this 03 era, you know, after Jay-Z kind of starts to, to, to come down a little bit and, and, and uh, you know, Wayne's starting to come up and G-Unit's starting to come up, you know, I just kind of like, whatever. So we... You not know, your I, vibes. Not my vibes. And so... You know, the last episode we did was on the uh, was on the freeway, which was an enjoyable album to discuss. But um, this is kind of, I think, going to be in a little similar vein. Okay. So yeah, at least I don't know. Fairish. Fairish. Yeah. Fair-ish. So um, why don't we get into the uh, the where were you when this came out? Sure. This is same same thing as last episode, right? Yeah, ish. I, I would say um, I had a little bit of an of an in different introduction maybe to to joe budden um and shout out to my little brother because my little brother like he he, two things about him uh shout out to my brother d one one thing about him is he has a really really good mainstream ear okay like he yeah he he really has like an understanding of like what will hit and like what won't hit what Mm. people will like and another thing that he does or his kind of his brain works in a way that mine doesn't which is like he gets invested in like the storylines of artists, right? Okay. And he's he's like he's good at being like this artist has a storyline that is interesting, right? Okay. Um, and so you know, in this in this time frame, I told you about my brother and Oshino and Sparks and how he liked them because one of them got shot, right. one of them was in jail, times. and yeah, you know all <laughs> that, right? So so that was the, he he was he was into them. Um, Joe Budden was an artist that my brother brought to my attention. Okay. Um, and I, you know, I had seen his name because the reason I remember seeing his name was because obviously I'm I'm into mixtapes. I'm trying to rap myself, you know, whatever. And so they would always spell his name wrong. And so okay. a lot of the mixtapes would it's say polarized. Joe Buttons. Joe Buttons. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Buttons, you would see yeah. a mixtape and sometimes his name would be spelled Joe Budden and sometimes his name would be spelled Joe, Joe Buttons. Buttons. I remember, you know, this. so like a, a lot of times. So, yeah. you know, so I'd see his name, but he he had such a. I mean, it just looked like someone's name. You know, I mean, yeah. we your, your your boy's name is Joe Giddens. You know what yeah, I'm saying? True, it's true, very, true. very similar, right? Like it's just yeah. it just looked like somebody's name. And so, in fact, I think Giddens was probably the one who put me on the buttons. That's hilarious. Probably, yeah. It makes sense though. But if somebody had almost my name, I'd probably listen to him <laughs> as well. But yeah, so you know, so I, I'd see this dude's name, really ordinary name, it spelled differently. So I, you know, I wasn't really all that interested. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had some freestyles on mixtapes. I, I I really wasn't checking for him. Okay. But he had a mixtape cut called Angela, Dear Angela. Never heard it. And um, and it was a mixtape song about his baby mom stabbing him and and him going to the emergency room. And it was written at like a letter to her. Wow. And okay. basically he tells the story about how his baby mom stabbed him. Um, you know, he was so in love with her that he didn't he didn't press charges. She she drove him to the emergency room. She took care of him. They got back together. The, this whole story, right? It was really, really dramatic. And my brother loved this story. He was invested in this story. And he was like, yo, he was like, Yinka, you have to listen to this artist. None of that shit was on this album. It wasn't. And that's what's crazy. Mm, but uh, okay. And we'll that's talk about that. Point. And we'll talk about that, right? But so, you know, my brother was like, you have to hear this guy. Like, he's he's got this story. And, you know, he's yeah. telling me this whole story. And I'm like, that story is crazy. Mm-hmm. So I listened to Joe Budden because of this Angela song. And, yeah. and actually, I expected to hear the Angela song on this album when i heard no, the album and but it wasn't on there but so okay. so that was my introduction to joe button and um and i was like okay you know li- like this guy's story and then um and and i guess i'm i'm i'm, I'm kind of where were youing into what yeah. i what you know wh- where i heard this but um and then you know pump it up drops right. and i mean pump it up as you know was everywhere it was on you got served it was on mm. it was on soundtracks of movies that we were we were around us because we were in college mm. like 
this song was everywhere. So yeah. that's where I was. Uh, first year in college, between maybe first and second year. I think year. it's going to be the end of, uh, end of first year. Okay, yeah. End of me. your first year. Right, yeah. right. And, and so I'm in college. I'm rapping. I'm DJing. And this Pump It Up song comes out, and it's everywhere. I'm playing it. Everybody's playing mm. it. It's in all the movies. It's everywhere. Where were you? So this is the end of my second year. And I think around this time, I've come to the realization that Blueprint 2 is not very good. Okay. But... But I'm still like all the way on Jay Z at this point, at least right. in terms of the current artist, right? Right, right. And so you know, S dot the collection comes out, and Woo! it's got that 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 pump it up, uh, that pump it up beat from Just Blaze. Yes, sir. And man, I mean that Jay, this is Jay Z is on fire literally he, he at this was. point. I mean his he flow was. like it's like immaculate. He was. And um, that was the first time I had heard that Just Blaze beat. That's crazy. And then someone was like, oh yeah, it's kind of fucked up. He took uh, that that's that's Joe Budden single. Uh -huh. He took that beat. And he put it on his mixtape right. before the album drops. Like that's, that's kind of tough. And right. then you know, the pump it up becomes more and more a thing. And I lo I remember loving that beat so much. It's so good. The funny thing though is that the more I heard that single, I just didn't really like that single. And yeah. I, I listen to it now, mm -hmm. and I and I still don't like that single. Yeah. And I don't really love that beat that much. Okay. Except, except, here's the thing. We just heard the Jay-Z, the Jay-Z version before uh -huh. recording uh -huh. this. And I was fucking like, I don't know what it is. It's just obviously look, Jay-Z is, Jay is better than Joe Budden, and that's that's facts. And that's that's no no shots, no shade to Joe Budden. I but, mean, you know, Joe Budden would probably say that, right? Jay-Z's right. one of and, the greatest rappers of all time. And this is not Joe Budden like uh experience in the game. This is like Joe Budden's like, you know, he's he's just coming out. Mm -hmm. This is Jay-Z off of Blueprint, off of Blueprint right. 2. So he's right. like, you know He's like peak exactly. slash maybe exactly. on his way down. Right. Nevertheless though, I listen to maybe it's just the way that Joe Budden just Maybe it's just a song he, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just the, the song he decided to rap. Yeah. I just wasn't really, really feeling it. And uh -huh. so I think over time, I just kind of just been like meh about that beat. But nevertheless, mm -hmm. that's kind of where I was mm -hmm. um, when this came out. And mm -hmm. so yeah. You were, you were going to parties. I was going to parties and it's going into this. summer, right? I think yeah. this album is actually released in the summer. Okay. And I didn't necessarily, I didn't really care about Joe Budden that much. I didn't dislike him. Mm -hmm. Um you know, because he had the Pump It Up single, and it was a single that I probably enjoyed at the time. Right. Um, he comes out with Fire, which yeah. is something that I enjoyed. I actually think I enjoy it more now than I did then, which, oh, is, wow. which is crazy. Yeah. Um, we played that too, but that was like one of the early in the night, you know, joints. Yeah. yeah it, it wasn't really like a prime timer. It's interesting, though, because I actually think it's a better song than Pump It Up. I think it's a much better song, actually. Okay. Yeah, much we'll, better. Wow, much better. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get into that. But. And if you remember, there was that Rod Digger song that had almost the exact same beat, and it had the "There's some hoes in this house." Like, so you, as a DJ, oh, like you maybe. could, you oh, could mix those remember two this. records like really easily. I remember they were, you doing that at one yeah, point. But they I, were damn near the same record. I forget the I forget the Rod Digger joint. That it's been so long since I heard it. Was it seems like there's some hoes in this house. something. Right, okay. I think it was like you, that was the part that you would mix it right because you that he would say that and then you could mix it straight into the Rod Digger, okay. and it was like right. damn near the same. Um, but you know, he kind of just like disappeared, I guess. Yeah. Um, because there weren't the any other singles. You know, mm -hmm. after after Pump It Up, after after Fire, it's mm -hmm. just you know, and then I guess he doesn't he doesn't come out with his next album for a while. He does mixtapes in between. Do you remember though that he was in that Def Jam Fight for NY game? Probably. Yeah. Probably I think was. I feel like was, he I mean, kind of was able to. There. He was kind of able to sustain his career a little bit longer, even though he didn't yeah. have more singles because he was in this video game, and it was like the first of its kind. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Yeah. So Joe Budden disappeared from from Mainstream. music. But he kind of he was kind of like a reality star because he was like doing his, Joe Budden TV his, he was still doing mixtapes it was just yeah, underground and his but his relationship with Tahiri was like prime time because she was bad right and I remember that carried on for like two or three years yeah it was, it was different like, joints it was it was uh it was well, she's Gloria Velez it was oh, Tahiri right. it was Tahiri, yeah, yeah it was some other chick too that he was on a reality show with so you're right yeah. so you know but nevertheless. At this point, though, you know, the where we use just kind of similar to where it was, you know, last time. I'm definitely making beats. And, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, although I do think that this is probably the summer where I start to, I actually probably start to get back into classic rock this summer. Yeah. Because I was working construction at the end of my second year. Right. And so, yeah. Anyway, so that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's the where we use. So, critical reception. I actually haven't yeah. even looked into the critical reception. 
What uh, was it? Was it? Was it good? I can scroll up here. I mean, it seemed like it was like it's okay. Four, four out of five stars generally. That's, that's uh, really safe, safe scores. You know what I mean? Safe. Okay. So um, do you think safe in terms of you think they should have scored a higher or scored a weaker? Um, I mean, not not from my personal perspective, okay. but I think when you see an album that comes out from a major label artist, yeah. and there's no, there isn't much kind of um, analysis as to why, uh -huh. and they just give that artist four stars. Okay. To me, that means the label bought you a four a four star, gotcha. or a four my, you know what I mean? Like it's like they didn't even really analyze you. They they didn't want to they didn't want to say bad things about you, but they're not going to say you're stellar either. You know, it's, it's interesting that we're talking about an album that came out in our prime time college years mm -hmm. together right mm -hmm. i don't remember what my peers had to say about this i really wow. don't okay yeah yeah which that, probably means that it wasn't all that great that's crazy that you say that because i actually don't remember my peers saying much about it either and and yeah. it was literally just me my little brother and his boy alex that would talk about this this album and we were the only people that i knew that talked about oh you know who talked about this too uh greg greg jackson we we oh who, who greg we jack know. okay yeah g jack we 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 talked about this album he, he was probably the only person that I knew that knew about this album. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it seems that it did receive generally favorable reviews, which I think mm -hmm. are fair. I think I probably would have reviewed it the same. Yeah. Um, okay. This is kind of like a, a put you up for, for Outlaw. Mm -hmm. We're making this a classic, but it's definitely a put you up because I've, I've never heard this album. I've, yeah. I only heard okay. the two singles and uh, that was it. Well, that's good then. Because yeah. I, 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 unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how, I can't listen to this with fresh ears, right? Because I, because mm -hmm. I've listened to this when it was out, and yeah. I was, I was in the Joe Budden, you know, wagon when, when, when Mood Music One, Mood Music Two, Mood Music okay. Three. I was the guy telling everybody, "Yo, you gotta listen to this guy, Joe Budden. He's okay. fire," you know. So, I can't listen to this as if I'm listening to an album for the first time. Okay, well, let's get into uh, your highlights first. Your general highlights. What you got? Sure. So, general highlights. Um, just Blaze. Okay. Um. I, I, generally, uh, and we'll talk about why I'm just saying generally. Um. And Dub B, man, like yeah. I, I, I gotta give Dub B, um, props because we never really heard about him before that. Never. Heard and about we him never really heard about him after that, right? Yeah. So for him to be a fairly unknown dude, he's a white dude. Yeah. Um. And yo, he he got some soul, yo. Like it's some records on here. White boy Dub B is my biggest highlight from yeah, this album. Yeah, yeah. He was, a, and it was a surprise, you know, very like, much a surprise. Especially yeah. when I listened to the first two tracks, I'm like, all right, like who is this dude? And right. then it goes into it, and I'm like, oh, oh no, he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's, it's an interesting starts of the album, but yeah, mm -hmm. this dude is <laughs> ridiculous. Right. And then um, my my last kind of overarching highlight is uh, just or just plays Joe Budden's introspection. Okay. Um, I think that, you know, we can't understate enough on this episode how hyper-masculine hip-hop was at sure. this time. And so, you know, for Joe Budden to, you know, talk about his struggles with addiction and mm -hmm. with, you know, family issues and depression and et cetera, um, it wasn't really happening that much, especially okay. not by black artists. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like that's really a highlight. Like, his, his voice mm -hmm. on this project is refreshing to me. I do remember, I think, when did the Jewel Santana come out? That was in 02? Uh, probably 03. 03? Yeah. I remember he had that song where he was talking about how he beat up he his baby girl. moms. Yeah, you know? yeah. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, it's, on one hand, it's deplorable, but I do applaud the introspection, I guess, because he doesn't, he's not asking for forgiveness on that, I don't think. Not that yeah. I remember. Well, from her, but not from us, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. So... Um, but I think you're right, um, especially because look, the artist that we were just talking about, or at least earlier in the episode, talk about Jay Z. Right. He wasn't doing nothing though. Right. Uh, well, he has a few. I mean, he talked about you know popping his his cousin and her brother on the shoulder, or whatever. But like, not but real yeah. introspective. Yeah, I mean, even you you talk about the, our last episode. We talked we talk about Freeway, you know, yeah. and it's like it's like there's literally zero yeah. introspection on yeah. that album from him, and yeah. so you know, I, I think that's applaudable. I'm trying to think what other overarching highlights i have what mm -hmm. I, I think my biggest overarching highlight i have is that even though i don't i don't agree with all the musical choices that joe budden made uh -huh. it's clear to me that joe budden actually understands like what makes good music okay what makes a good album and what makes a good like song structure and a okay. lot of that i think has to do with white boy the person he worked with mm -hmm. but like i can def i can see some choices that joe budden made that i'm like oh okay you're you're thinking you're you're yeah. trying to you're not just like 
taking a beat, putting raps over it, right. and then like just whatever else, hand it out. Like that's probably what Freeway did, yeah. right? That's not what Joe Budden is trying to do here. Now, yeah. I don't agree with all the song choices that he made, and uh-huh. I think he could have made some better ones. But like, you know, for Joe Budden to be in a situation where he is now, where he's a podcaster and he's talking about music, he's talking about right, artists. Right. Um, like I, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't follow his podcast. I believe you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but like, he, he's someone who respects music enough and understands right. music enough that I think that given to where he where he got to, mm-hmm. obviously I, I think that that definitely gives his voice some clout. And I yeah. he doesn't need me to say that. What I'm saying is listening to this album, mm-hmm. I can tell it's like, no, no, he he really yeah. does take music seriously. I can yeah. tell. I so think that to me is a highlight. I agree with that. And I think I'll I'll even you know take it a step further and say that you can tell that he is a cat that that thinks yes. right like like he's a thinker yeah. um and you can hear that on the album mm-hmm. in terms of both the way songs are structured what 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 he's talking about etc for sure so let's get into the track for track highlights and then we'll okay. get into some overarching lowlights okay um why don't you why don't you start off or should i start off uh, oh, to you. uh so I, my first one i, I know is not going to be one for you so i'll just go ahead and say that and, and let's pump it up gotcha. right and i think we should double click on this song right, All right. let's double click on song. it so um I think that this, first of all, it has to be a highlight because it's the biggest thing in Joe Budden's musical career. That's probably true. Um, the the production, I think, is great. Um, from the perspective of, I would have never thought to flip that particular piece of that. Um, uh, cool in the gang. The yeah, the cool in the gang. But it, but I think he actually sampled the, um, like the scenario remix. Which samples yeah. cool in the gang. Yeah. So like I think he actually sampled a sample on that. No, I, I well, yeah. okay. You might be right. What mm-hmm. I can remember, mm-hmm. and I have I studied this like twenty years ago because okay. I or like eighteen years ago, whatever, because I was like trying to make beats. And so I, right, I remember right, right. going back to listen to that beat. So this analysis is like a really, really old analysis. I haven't okay. done it recently, but what I recall is that that Cool in the Gang sample, there are several parts in that song mm-hmm. that had that and Tribe take the clean, crisp one that okay. we hear for the scenario remix. Okay. Just Blaze takes a kind of like dirtier one that's oh, like took a more one. things in it. Okay. And he takes a different one. That's what Got I remember. That could be wrong. Okay. You could be right. Yeah. This is a really, really old analysis. So. Got you. And, you know, maybe somebody who's who's a listener can can correct yeah. us. Um, but, you know, I think just the, just the genius of, of mm-hmm. that flip and turning it into what we have here. Yeah. Um, it's very different from Scenario uh, yeah. Remix in terms of the way it sounds. Um, so beat is great. Um, you know, he, he adds all his synths and all yeah. his different sounds and swells. Um, and, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm a big fan of Just Blaze. So I'm, I'm a fan of, of all of that. Um, I think the, <laughs> the thing that I want to call, you know, call out to be the biggest highlight of this particular song is that uh, initially it was a song about masturbation uh, that was a joke. <laughs> and um, they apparently put, decided, hey, that's hot. And they put it out and it became this huge record. So the fact that they were able to take this record that is supposed to be about masturbation from the idea of pump, pump, pump right, it right, up right. to apparently... Uh, the original version of the song, Just Blaze said this in, a, in an interview. He said, the original version of the song, he says, my right hand doesn't ask why I go out so much. My right hand uh, doesn't, oh, doesn't run wow. off with the mouth so much. The whole shit is like about his that's, hand. That's funny. And, and he said that Just Blaze said, he was like, yo, uh, we should change this. So, so they went back jump and changed. Off. So he said jump gotcha. off instead. And that's okay. why they changed it. And then, you know, they so they make this song about masturbation. It's a joke. And then it becomes this huge world phenomenon. I love that. I love that story, yo. So it's got to be a highlight from that perspective. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So I, I think the... I've already talked about why it's not a highlight for me. Right. I don't really enjoy this song listening back to it as much. It's Do it's, you it's too think, long. had you not heard Jay's version, that you would have liked it more? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I, I think that... Look, I'm keeping it on the album. It's a keeper for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's, I think it's too long, or yeah, yeah. I think it's like his verses really drag, mm-hmm. drag out. Mm-hmm. The other thing too, like musically, I still think the scenario remix is a better beat. Hmm. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, but what I do like about Just Blaze's contribution here is that I think he was probably one of the first producers if not the first producer to put his signature at the start of a track and then mm. had that go go on like 
producers do this all the time now. They have the signature of their tag, right? Yeah, like yeah. Just Blaze at. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, the riser. Did Dr. Dre do something? No, Dr. Dre was using that THX sound effect a little bit. That oh, was only a little the bit. I'm not yeah, sure that, that really counts. On, only just on the Chronic and yeah. on the, uh, Exhibits album. Those yeah, yeah so that doesn't really count. But I, I can't really think of any other producers who really have their signature like that. So that's yeah. that's kind of highlight for me. But for, yeah, yeah, it's just the song is just uh, it's fine. That's it's cool. cool. Yeah. All right, so I skip a lot of songs. Really? Um, I, so if you have, I think you you probably have a couple of that. P- I might push have, a man's I knew you were gonna. This, that was gonna be a highlight. Go it's, ahead. Talk, it's talk mainly about. because of the beat. Yeah. Um. Holy shit! Like, so I'm listening to this album. It's the first time I'm listening to it. I'm like, wow. There's a like, who's white boy? There's a lot of white boy on here. Yeah. And like the intro, fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, not really feeling. Uh, yeah. the first time around, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and then I get into so so white boy is someone I'm like all right this this album's not gonna be good on I can't take this guy seriously <laughs> and then Pusha Man comes on I'm like oh wow yeah. whoa 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 this is his bag like yeah like let me let me you, you let, can tell instrumentation is his bag let me double click on on white boy on dub B real quick mm-hmm. so I'll I'll tease a low light. Okay. Well, it's not even a low light. Let me just talk about Dub B. So I think this guy's a really good, talented producer. I agree. I think, though, that one of the things you can clearly tell he's trying to do on this album is that he is he's making beats to kind of sound like similar producers around the time. Okay. And I'm not really sure if that's a good thing. Okay. Um, we'll we'll, we'll kind of get into that. We'll kind of get into that in the... Or I'll expand on that. I'll unpack that in the low lights. Okay. Um, but... I think that this is his bag. Mm. I think that beats like this uh, are yeah. are some of the survivors kind of like this. Right, right. Um, focus isn't exactly like it, but like I, I think that that's like his bag. And so mm-hmm. for me, this beat in particular is really, really good. Yeah. Um. So that's why this song is a highlight for me. Yeah. I, I have I some questions disagree. about Joe Budden though. Like, did, was Joe Budden a drug dealer? Did he push weight at all? Uh, based on what he said on his podcast, it sounds like he very briefly tried to be a drug dealer and it did not work out for him. All right, we're gonna that okay. That's gonna be we're gonna talk about that in the low lights. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so this song is definitely a highlight for me. What's your yeah. so what's your you said you're skipping yeah. a bunch. Yeah. Um, what is your next highlight? My next highlight is "Calm Down." Um, okay. I love this song. Um, I loved this song then. Um, you know, we talk about records that kind of meet you where you are. Yeah. Um, and this song was a song that I actually listened to when I needed to calm down. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like, um, I feel like he talks a lot about just, um, man, I just feel like we, and, and I don't want to get all extra philosophical or whatever, but like, I feel like we as black men, um, a lot of times we don't, we don't really understand how to articulate our emotions. Okay. And so as a result of that, um, we kind of we kind of make everything into anger or aggression or yeah, rage, sure. right? Because like, it's, it's, it's the only thing that maybe that we've been given as an acceptable form of emoting um, in terms of how we've been raised, gotcha. a lot of us. Mm-hmm. And so like, I just feel like Calm Down is like just really dope um, kind of record where a man unpacks, you know, his emotions and like how he feels and, and you know, like kind of how he should react. And I really like this record. It's a highlight for me as well, and yeah. one of the most important, if not the most important song on this album. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that you need, you know, look, especially when we're talking about or what we had to say about Freeway, you need at least some kind of central song that's going to like tie the whole album yeah. together that really tells us about our main character, yes. and this song does Completely it. Completely uh, agree. And it's, and it's good. Like, and you, you talk about, I mean, you name an album after yourself. My, my assumption is yes. it's autobiographical, right? Yeah. So, you know, when he, he said something about like, um, um, she wanted to know why I messed with the streets for because she saw my genius without an SAT score. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. like that tells me yeah. a little bit about you. Like I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. So you were like the smart kid, but you were knucklehead. You were getting, mm. you know what I mean? Like it, to me, like you said, this record is the center point of the album, and it tells me something about the main character. Yeah, this is the, uh, definitely a highlight for me. What's your yeah. what's your next one? Focus. Focus is a highlight for me. Get too. focused, man. This shit is. This shit is. <laughs> yeah. So. This song comes on, I'm like, okay, what's going on here? And I'm like, oh, this beat needs, to, oh, he put it in there. And I'm like, man, I really need like 
a really dope baseline to, to drop in right now. Oh, he did it. Oh man, this dude is yo. This yeah. I, I was I had this song on repeat a couple of times. This yeah. joint is slamming. Man, back then it's funny. You know, I as a DJ, I played this record actually just as much as I played Pump It Up. This was my okay. early in the night record. I really really. Oh, I'm, this I, I was still pre gaming at that point because yeah, I never yeah, heard this you song. Went, you wasn't there. Nah. <laughs> but uh, but this was. This record, they really uh, worked this record in mixed circuits. Okay. So, um, you know, you would hear it on these kind of mixed show things. You would hear it on mixtapes. But, yeah, it wasn't like the primetime record because Pump It Up was a primetime That's a shame because, yeah, this, this record is dope. And I think, you know, you talked about the writing. And I, I do think that the writing is a little lazy on Pump It Up. I think the yeah. writing from a club single perspective is better on Focus than it I is on Pump It Up. Yeah. yeah. What's, your, uh, what's your next highlight? So my next highlight is 10 Minutes. Oh my goodness. This is the record that made me a Joe Budden fan. If it was it was either this or Calm Down. Okay. Um, but you know, I mean, Angela, I heard it and I was like, okay, respect. Um, the beat is a little eh. But um, man, 10 minutes was just incredible. Who who is Lofe? No idea. All and right. it's weird because when you look at the Wikipedia uh, page, it says like he worked with notable producers like Just Blaze and Lofe. And I'm like, I I don't know who he is. Okay. So yeah. I'm really interested to learn about Lofe's discography. Yeah. Um, because I want to say that 10 Minutes is one of the most ambitious hip-hop songs I've ever heard in my life. That's real. That's up there. Now, if Lofe never did anything else and he concentrated all of his musical prowess into this song mm -hmm. i might have to backtrack that a little bit right but the reason why i had to say that it, it is one of the most ambitious and when i mean most ambitious i mean like it's up there with outcast releasing bob as mm -hmm. the lead single to sanconia mm -hmm. right like that's a crazy crazy choice yeah. to make yeah um this is like to make a 10 minute song that musically itself mm -hmm. doesn't get like tiresome it's yeah, constantly yeah. changing yet the foundation of the beat remains the same and it's going to all these different places it's like it's yeah. like a 10 minute jazz song that like right. builds throughout right. and just goes everywhere yep. Yep. and joe budden delivers holy yes. fucking shit he, he delivers fucking murders this shit and this, is, um, this song is incredible and the craziest thing about it is um you know i my family was living in brussels at the time mm -hmm. so my brother was still back in brussels um, his his best friend Alex was 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 a smoker, mm -hmm. and you know so he was really really impressed by the concept because yeah. he was like I really can smoke my cig to this song yeah. like it, it actually he timed yeah. it and was like it really works yeah. and so this was actually the record when I would tell people yo you got to listen to this guy Joe Budden this was the record that I would play for them this and um, and and it resonated with a lot of my friends in Belgium because oh, they also smoked you. so they'd be like. Yo, that's crazy. That's that is the amount of time that it takes to smoke smoke a cigarette down to the filter. I don't know because I've never smoked in my entire life. Yeah, right. But you know, that that's a dope concept too. Like the, you know the fact that you can time the record with what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, look, Joe Budden. I wouldn't change a thing about this song. He delivers on this song. Um. I. I. I man, I just need to highlight or amplify. I. I just need to really just. Emphasize a point that musically as well, the song is just it's the, just really, really incredible. The repeated refrain, um, sometimes I don't wanna be bothered. Sometimes yeah. I just miss my father. Yeah. Oh the, yeah. Like it's like it's haunting. It's yeah. it's 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 so good. Like yeah. he is so fucking good on this song. Yeah, he is. <laughs> he is. And I think that kind of ties into some of the other themes that we hear throughout the album as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's yeah, it's a really, really good song. He had a, a line, um, Sometimes I don't want to be seen. Sometimes I don't shower. I don't want to be, be clean. clean. Yeah. Yo, he murders yeah. this song, bro. <laughs> he, does, what? he does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. This is um. Yeah. This is this. I think this is the most impressive song on the album. Yeah. Um, and like I said, one of the most. And I don't say that hyperbolically. This really is a very it's ambitious a very, song. Very ambitious. Um, and for him to. For him to like deliver and execute so right. flawlessly, completely so, sticks yeah. the landing. And like you said, right? Like there were some ambitious things musically, like instrumentally, that was yeah. were happening there. Yeah. So like he 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 would have had to really deliver in order to you know to to be interesting enough that you don't get lost in what's happening with the instrumentation. Yeah. And he does deliver. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't even think Kanye West have, has any songs that are as ambitious as this one he doesn't um he'd probably tell you that jesus walks was ambitious but it really wasn't it like it was kind of like fake not ambitious. musically yeah no but he was like oh you could talk about all these things but you can't talk about jesus like 
No one's keeping you from talking about Jesus, dude. Like everyone respects Jesus. Like you're good. So yeah. Um, I know you hate Kanye, so I won't, we won't I go down that Kanye. road. I, I, I don't hate Kanye. I think his early catalog is overrated. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I think it's good. I just think it's overrated. Right. Um, right. The only highlight that you missed for okay. me is, well, aside from uh, Push a Man, for me is Fire. Okay. I enjoy Fire way more than I enjoy Pump It Up. And yeah. look, it's here's the crazy thing about it. The beat is not just Blaze's best. Right. No, it's, th- this sounds like every Just Blaze beat in this time frame. But like, the reason why <laughs> I like it is because he, the song is broken up in a way where like you have like your builds where you need your builds and you have like mm-hmm, your pauses mm-hmm. where you need your pauses, and then you have the part where it's like, all right, Joe Budden comes on, like B comes on, and then it's kind of like the refrain, and then Joe right. Budden verse hook, bust the verse hook. And then the refrain again, right, and right, then right. Joe Budden's verse, and then like, like yeah. that's a. It's a very predictable way, right. but like it's a formulaic way, but like it it works. Yeah. And as a single, like I would enjoy, I enjoy listening to this now mm-hmm. more than I l- enjoy listening to Pump It Up. It's definitely more. It's definitely better structured than than Pump It yeah. Up for sure. So yeah. um and like it's it's a safe hit, but I'm like, it's kind of I don't know. It's I feel weird about having singles on albums where like the singles are so much larger than the album. Okay. Um, and so this single wasn't so much larger than the album that I, I don't know. I just enjoy it. So that's a good point. I think yeah. the other thing to to consider about Fire, right, is that Joe Budden is an artist coming from Jersey. Yes. When there were very few artists coming from Jersey, and House is is one of that's Jersey's exports, right? So like him having a record, we're doing a there's some yeah, hoes in his point. house again. Is it was important yeah. for where he was saying he was from? You know what I mean? So that's I get right. it. It 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 wasn't amazing for me, but I feel like it was like a, a necessary record for foundation of, of of the artist. Okay, so let's get into the uh, overarching lowlights. Man, um, my overarching lowlight, the biggest overarching lowlight for me is mixing. Okay. Um, I feel like a lot of the mixes, I feel like some of these dub B records would sound so much better if they were mixed better. That's probably that's fair. Um I have I have a diff I have yeah. I have okay. Never mind, go ahead. Yeah, so just the mixes is are, are, are is my biggest low light. Um my next one is uh too much filler. Okay. Um I feel like, you know, I feel like some of we talk about filler, we talk about good filler, bad yeah. filler. Um I think what bad filler does or filler that is too much is like it doesn't get me closer to the target of what I'm trying to learn about mm-hmm. the artist, right? That's like it's point. just it's just there. And there's and there's a good amount of records here. And the crazy thing is some of the records that I call filler are records that in this time frame a label probably would have made you have to check a box before you ever got to put your album out. Okay. So like 112 single, a little mo single, uh this person on right. the song, you know, girl joint, like club like some of these check boxes don't do anything for me musically, personally. Okay. What are your other overarching lowlights? And then my last one is the features. I think okay. the features don't bring it. I think in most of the features seem like they don't even want to be there. Like it's like, you know, they just phoned it in. And, I got you. And um, and I, I need my features to to seem invested in the artist if it's a brand new artist like i need lil mo to seem like she's excited that this artist is coming out otherwise i'm like you thought 112 was that terrible i didn't think 112 sounded bad okay but i think that hook was not that good and for and for a group that has um duran who's like one of the writers the the r&b writers of this time yeah in it if they cared, that hook would have been better. Because he, he's okay. written dope hooks for that's them fair. and others. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. So, yeah. so uh, my overarching low light, my main one, I think, is a lack of investment from Def Jam. Okay. Um, In terms of, I think that some of those mixing issues you, you, you talked about, I think okay. that that could have been fixed with a, a label budget. that really cared about pushing out Joe Budden because I okay. think that there's a potential for more singles on here that, that weren't there. For okay. example, I think the 112 one actually sounded like it could have been a single. Yeah. If Ja Rule can get half of his fucking singles out in this time. Those songs are better written than this song. I think those songs are trash though, right? I'm not saying that this yeah. is a good song. What I'm saying is I'm surprised it wasn't a single. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It Which is going to lead into my second overarching low light. Okay. And I kind of talked about this when I when I brought up Pusha Man, but I think that a lot of 
a lot was done from Dub B and maybe mm-hmm. from Joe Budden or whoever that was trying to make this sound like other things. like the cookie cutter albums from the time. Right. The problem though is that I think that none of those albums sounded good. <laughs> I don't think, like here's a here's a legitimate question. Okay. From between okay, do you consider College Dropout a classic? Yeah. I mean yeah. I would I wouldn't it's not it's not on my list of like favorite albums, but I definitely wouldn't argue with somebody who called it a classic. All right. Name if you can, name five solid classics. Solid classics that came out between Blueprint and College Dropout. So that's that's September 2001 to I think February 2004. This is this is a a ridiculous ask off the top of my head. That's but fair. Sure, but sure, I'll go that's for fair. it. That's right? fair. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say trap music is probably um, okay. a, a classic. All right. Um, what else? So, so this, these are, these are records that came out in our, in the time of our, um, you said blueprint to black album. No, I said blueprint to college dropout. Blueprint so black album, dropout. I think is in that time Same. frame. Okay. So black album. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> you got get rich or die trying. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Man. Like. I'm, okay. What's what's the point that you're trying to make? My my point that I'm trying to make is that like if I ask, okay, in fairness, because we've we've done a bunch of episodes from albums that came out between right. you know ninety four ninety nine or two thousand. Like if I asked you to do that with any with with between those periods, you could do it easily, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe okay. maybe the fix as well from Scarface, right? Right. Like I think that music just. I don't think there's there's a lot of classic material from from this time period, right? And I and, and, I and the reason why I say that is I think that's subjective. That is subjective, yeah. but I'm also talking about like just really really good albums. Mm. Doesn't mean that there aren't good. There's not good songs. Doesn't mean there's not any good good music here and there, mm. right? But I think that for a producer who is as talented as Dub B to really try to emulate a lot of the music that's out there, but mm-hmm. kind of do it in his own way, mm-hmm. is kind of like great, but. You're doing a you're doing a great like these songs could could be on on a on a on a Locks album could be on a Jay Z album could yeah. be on a on whoever's album right yeah. but like these albums aren't really all that great. I think I think that's fair. I think something else to consider though, and is is I think sometimes we beat up on um, producers, mm-hmm. and producers sometimes do what the artist asks them to do. That's probably that and, might be and fair so too. some of the decisions that I heard on this album made me laugh because. Now that I'm a listener of Joe Budden's podcast, I know more about his musical taste. Okay, and like one of the things that Joe, that his Joe Budden, all his friends make fun of him about is he loves guitars, oh, and okay. so he thinks that any beat that has a guitar on it is hot. Yeah, and if the, you listen the, to this album, there's a guitar hot. on every single right, song. Right, you know what I mean? You. So it's like okay. so some of the some of the decisions that were made here, like I, I I'm gonna shoot Dub B some bail, oh, right? Oh, that, oh. that he's a highlight that, for me that, overall. Right? That that yeah. maybe Joe Budden didn't either didn't pick his best beat yeah or we're, we're like nod nah, remove that and put some guitars down there or it's, something like that i'm not know? faulting dub b what i'm yeah, saying yeah. is that i think that due to the lack of investment mm-hmm. from def jam mm-hmm. if you're trying to make something hot the things that you that the that the industry says is hot right now i don't really think is. okay that's fair and i think that for a producer who i think is as talented as white as dub b yeah based off of some of his music on here yeah. i think he probably could have done more if he just yeah. you know who knows and that's probably one of the reasons why we didn't hear that much more yeah. from dub b like i think i remember hearing joe budden on his podcast say something about like dub b was kind of jaded with the music industry i could and see then that. just was like yo fuck this and just right. went ahead and like raised his family and stopped well, doing okay. this shit and i and i get it because man the music industry is trash and it, if yeah. you're somebody who's really really about music it's very easy to you know get jaded especially when niggas are asking you to make whack shit on purpose gotcha you know? all right so let's get into some uh track for track lowlights what's your what's your first uh man so all right i don't have a whole lot of lowlights like okay. mo- it's mostly met lights on here um, let's see. I put actually I put Survivor as a low light. Interesting. Um, because okay. the singing is just so bad that it's distracting and I can't even appreciate the song. That's fair. Um, I also put Give Me a Reason um as a as a low light. That I, is Give Me a Reason yeah. is one of my low lights, yeah. And I have it as a low light because you know, you know I love Just Blaze. Yeah. I'm 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 a huge Just Blaze fan. 
This sounds like the shittiest copy and paste of a Just Blaze song from this era that I've ever heard. Like he was it, not a highlight for me on this album. Yeah, this particular beat is not good. Yeah. Um, and it's and it, it doesn't even sound like he cared. It sounds like he started an idea, and then maybe Joe Budden told him like, Nah, don't don't flesh it out. Just just let me rap over it like that, and then they put it out. Gotcha. So uh, what other low lights do you have? The only other low light for me is um, She Wanna Know featuring uh, Lomo. I okay. thought, yeah, every Man, it sounds so phoned in to me. I was only able to listen to this track like a couple times without yeah. just, I was like, yeah. Every time, every additional spin of this record, I was like, I yeah. just need to skip this one. And it's, it's so good. crazy because it's like, you know, she was a cheat code at this point in time, right? Like, Lil Mo, like, was she? Yeah, like everything Lil Mo was on, like she was on all them Ja Rule joints. She was on all them Fabulous oh, joints. She was on, right. like she, about she that. was on like everything she was on was a hit so i think like def yeah, jam but, probably assumed all we have to do is put her on this shit and it's gonna go and it did not go i just I, I don't like those records so yeah. <laughs> yeah i like a lot of them so but yeah, but fine. this i do not like okay so let's get into make it in make it a classic then and yeah. uh why don't i go first okay all right so i, I agree with you with the filler um but i think that there's some records on here that if we there, there's actually only going to be like a few replacement songs I would make. I think most of what I'm going to do is is cut some tracks and then add some artists and then yep. maybe do some co-producing okay. co-producers because like you like you mentioned before with the mixing, mm-hmm. I think that if you if a record was co-produced by the producer, I think he might have been trying to emulate. It could have been could have been hot. Completely agree. So we'll we'll get to that we'll get to that when we do the the the, the my track for track. So okay. I'm actually going to keep the intro the same. Okay. Um, it's not it's not amazing, but like it's fine. Especially after listening to the album on repeat a couple times, the intro started to grow on me as an yeah. intro. Like I think yeah. it's fine. Um, I'm gonna cut number one but let me just say about number one okay this song is not a highlight for me um i in retrospect the first time i heard it, i was like what what is going on here yeah in retrospect i have to respect white boy for doing this basically white still boy still number one again still number one. so he's doing his best just blaze impression I yeah think. for he sure is. for sure and if you told me that i thought t- it was a just blaze beat actually initially. exactly yeah, yeah it was like if 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 I told Just Blaze to give me the, the the blues and pants from James Brown and the still number one from uh, KRS One, and then take any KRS One ad libs you want, like this is the this is the beat that I think he's gonna put together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so from that perspective, I actually kind of respect White Boy for doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not a song that I love, and it's coming mm. off the album. Yeah. Um, because I think we do better just to go straight into pump it up. Mm. But even though, even though it's, it's not, it doesn't make the album cut for me. I I do respect Dub B for for, for what he did here. Yeah, so. completely agree. I think it's a melight for me because, to me, Joe Budden is really corny on here. Oh, he's and like, I didn't even yeah, talk about Joe Budden on okay, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why. But the but production yeah. wise, I agree with everything that you said. Yeah. I think for we're gonna go into pump it up, but I think we need something to kind of break up the too much of this song just like kind of lags on yeah, for, for yeah. whatever reason. I think yeah. a very simple solution would just be because it almost feels like it has four verses, but I think it only has three. A very simple solution would just be to make the last verse eight bars. We could do that. Okay. Um we don't need to have this drag on, but just figure out some way like fire is broken up in a way that it just like it works, it carries throughout. Right. Figure out a way to get this song. Joe Budden to just break up to just I don't know just something mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm, need mm-hmm. the song sprucing up a little bit right right um then we're gonna go into to push a man okay and I want I have two variations one variation has Lil Wayne featuring huh. right but we, but we may not have to have Lil Wayne on this I like that it because this reminds me of a of a of a Carter One record. I could see Lil Wayne on it, but That's I think my, my preference would actually be to have Jada Kiss on this. Mm. Um, the reason why I don't, I'm not sure about Jada Kiss is because I want to have DMX on a different record, okay. and I don't want it to seem like it's a Rough Riders thing. But yeah. my first choice is to have Jada Kiss on this. I think he would actually fucking crush this beat. Okay, right. Um, then we're gonna go into "You Ain't Gotta Go Home," but here's the thing: I need, I need for Joe Budden to not be so scatterbrained. Because he's talking about a lot of different things on here, and it's mm-hmm. just like whatever. Yeah. Um. But this beat is interesting, right? <laughs> so this beat, he's emulating three different producers. Yes. He's got the the go 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 chance from Swiss Beats, uh-huh. right? 
Then he's got like the synth from Timbaland and the ding, 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 ding. like that's Timbaland. Yeah. But then when like the horns come in, he's definitely got like this New Orleans bounce that like Manny Fresh is doing. Okay. Um, what I would do is I think that I would have Timbaland co-produce this and put Missy mm. on this joint. Oh, right. Especially okay. in 2003, I think she would kill it. That's dope. Right. That's dope. Um, then walk with me. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. The thing I don't like about this walk with me. Is it th- there's this fucking this is my only <laughs> only dubby criticism, real criticism. Okay. There's this fucking double snare that just takes me yes! out. Oh my god. Yo, thank you. Oh for calling my god, the shit double out. snare is driving me fucking thank crazy. You. It's Completely bad. Agree. Completely look, look, agree. White boy, Joe Budden. Thank you. I know that's your boy. And I and I love pretty much everything you did on this record, Dubby. Seriously, I do. Like, shout out to you for for a producer I'd never heard of. Like, you really came with it. But that double snare sound it's, was a really, really bad it's choice. It's so funny that you say that because, like, when I went through this, I just said, like, get someone else to do the drums. But oh I didn't go God. down to the detail of what you're saying. But you described it perfectly. It's that double snare shit. There's... There are only two producers that might be able to get away with this. All right. The uh, clear one is Jay Dillon might be able to get away with this shit. The only other producer who might be able to get away with it, maybe RZA, might be able to get away with this shit. Jay Jay Dillon could pull this off doing doing something different. This comes off as like a walking snare. Like the difference between the Jay Dillon joint and this is like he clearly quantized both snares and they just sit in different I don't know I don't like it it's Whatever a it is, really like it. bad choice okay all right so we're cleaning up that snare okay, and good. and this song dramatically improves yes all right on the vocal I think I want I want a CeeLo on the on the on the hook right okay. give me like CeeLo Green like on the that. hook and if you can get me um if you can get me DMX on here as well I think DMX will rip the shit now he, he would now uh, but would he would he overshadow Joe Budden I don't care. <laughs> okay. I want a good record. Okay. I want a good record. Yeah. All right. So we are getting rid of She Wanna Know. But mm-hmm. instead of, I don't want to go into Walk With Me straight into Survivor. So instead, what we're going to do is we're going to get um, real life and rap. Now, I don't necessarily mm. care about this song, but I like mm. the concept. Okay. And so I think for here, um, this is where we can have Lil Wayne. And I want I want an N.O. Joe beat mm. with featuring Lil Wayne and Joe Budden okay. with with the concept of real life and rap. Okay. Um, I would say DJ Toomp, but I'm not sure if we really hear about DJ Toomp that much until Ti and Trap Music is coming out later. And I think that this is around his time. But yeah, you're right. N.O. Joe would be would if, probably be better. If Ti were a bigger star, I say get Ti on here with DJ Toomp. But I want N.O. Joe with with Lil Wayne. I think that yeah, that would I be, like that. that. That that'd be kind of dope. All I right. Like so then we're gonna go into Survivor now. Look, musically, this song is incredible from uh, from from Dub B. I think. Mm-hmm. Now I almost think that this song is too good for Joe Budden. That this song needs to be on like some Anthony Hamilton record featuring Jay Z. You know what I mean? Like that's how that's how much I appreciate this beat on here. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. maybe just get Anthony Hamilton on here somehow, and then do a little bit more more raps. I kind of like the concept of a song where it's pretty much all singing, mm-hmm. and he's like not rapping that much. But I think you could have done a little bit more. Yeah, um, I and agree. I think I think Anthony Anthony Hamilton would have killed this. Shit. Yeah, that's what I had to. Oh yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. See, I, I like it when we're on the same page. All right. Um. <laughs> Fire is cool. I'm going to keep fire where it is. I'm going to keep my, my, my where it is. But I, I think that my issue here is that I like the I like the idea of what you said that like 112 phoned it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't love this song, mm-hmm. but I do kind of like it. And I think that it actually was good enough to be made a single and should have been tr- attempted to make a single mm-hmm. and maybe have mm-hmm. a video push. Yeah. And if you need a better vocal, a better hook from 112 or yes. another like good... I don't know if Mario was, was good at the time. I don't know, yeah, but just yeah, like yeah. some R&B artists to, to, to punch it up. Yeah. Um, I think that this could have been even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, and and I think the video push is is important because I think that one of the things is, that's going on here um, that I think that, that he lacks from as a new artist is that I think that part of the thing you need to do is just like stay constantly in the conversation. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Especially now. Especially now. And I think that there's some songs that could have been made as singles. That even mm-hmm. if they weren't like great, yeah. they keep you in the conversation and they, they just make everyone care about you a little bit more. Yeah. So that's going to be one of the things that we do there. Um, we're going to go into Calm Down. Perfect. Just the way it is. Yeah. All right. 
focus. I love this. But how do we have a Jersey artist on here who's very proud of being a Jersey artist and there's no fucking red man, yo? Give me red man on this shit. He's going to fucking kill it. Give me okay. funk doctor spot. I think that, uh, yeah, he, he kills this shit. All right. Uh, give me a reason. We're scrapping that shit. Right. I don't like it. We're going to go right into stand-up nooka. But here's where I want to... Uh, I need Alchemist as a co-producer. And you already know where this is going. If I have Al- Alchemist as my co-producer, who's featuring? Give me Prodigy. Uh, really? I want Prodigy on the shit. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want Prodigy on that shit. And then we're going to go... Oh, then here's surprise, 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 surprise. I think Prodigy was beefing with Joe Buttons at this time. Oh, was he? Around this time. Yeah, maybe a little bit later. Anyway. You, you, either yeah, way, I think, okay. I, think he, I think he could I think he could kill this. All right. Now, here's here's a surprise pick. I want Porno Star. Oh, my God, bro. I'm going to tell you why. I am not buying your album. Absolutely I'm going to tell, you why. tell you why. So <laughs> it's not it's not amazing. So first of all, first of all, for for the kind of gimmicky record that it is, his lyrics actually on here are not horrible. Like they're they're tolerable, right? I think what he needed was an uncut video. I'm okay. serious. I'm serious. Look, that what was that? What was that? That Nelly shit that he um uh, tip drill. Tip drill, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Had an uncut video. Like uncut beat. Let's not let's not pretend that BET uncut was not a thing. Oh, it was a thing for right? sure. Right. Like we Ludacris had pussy popping. Right. Right. Although I think pussy popping is actually it's a really good beat. I like yo, pussy popping. Pussy popping is a better song. But nevertheless, I think so too. nevertheless, I think that Porno Star should not have been a bonus and should have been on the album and make an uncut track again because like what we talked about. Keep your artists relevant, right? Mm-hmm. So get as much push out there as possible. And then we're going to go into 10 minutes, and uh, and that's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm cool with all of your changes except the porno, porno star. star. God. But 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 I, I get what you're doing with it, right? Like, I yeah. think... I think the promotion angle, um, it would it would work for what you're doing, right? Because yeah. the other thing about, about BET Uncut that people don't talk about is, like... The records that were on there were not good, mostly. Like, exactly. P-Poppin' might have been the only one that was yeah, actually P-Poppin good. Was and it was almost like a thing where you were intentionally making yes. shitty music yeah. to, to go and, and, and so people would laugh at and it. And the video like, could be cheap. Like, the, what was that one song? I ain't got no panties on on the dance floor. Oh, <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you know, there was like all these terrible songs. Shit. Yeah, so it, it, it would have worked. You're right. Let me smell <laughs> your dick. Remember that joint? Yeah, oh like it was all kind of ridiculous shit on there. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So my um particular record, and, and I, I probably agree with some of your, your changes, so you'll mm-hmm. hear some some similarities. But um, the theme of the record is you know, because I think that this story kind of does lack a theme a little bit. It's not as bad as Philadelphia Freeway, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, I kind of walk away from the album not knowing what I'm supposed to know about Joe Budden. Okay. So like, I want to make sure that, that people get that the theme of the record is the story about this bright kid from Jersey who's determined to make it despite the odds that are stacked against him. Mm-hmm. And so he's introducing you to his influences, the people around him, and his life. Yeah. Right? So essentially there are two... Uh, pieces that I think were kind of missing from this album that I wanted um, from a features perspective. Um, I want a triangle offense record. I don't know if you know about triangle offense, but at the time that he came up, he came up in the um, in the mixtape era under DJ Clue. He was a Desert Storm artist. That's why DJ Clue was on. I was like, what the fuck is DJ right. Clue Right, and here? so okay. DJ Clue introduced him right, and right, Fabulous right. around the same time. So okay, it was okay. him, Fabulous, and Paul Kane. They would do these mixtape cuts together and they would call themselves Triangle Offense. Okay. I want Triangle Offense on the on this album. Like they're, okay. they're, they're dope. Um, additionally, uh, maybe later this year or around this time, he was introducing his two homeboys from um, from Jersey that they called themselves the A Team, okay. Hitchcock and Ransom. Mm. So I want Hitchcock and Ransom also on this on this record. I liked them as well. So you'll hear you know them as 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 I go through. So starting with the intro, the intro is okay. So so actually the other thing I want to add is just Blaze um, and Dub B become the overarching. Um, uh, executive producer. So okay. everything that Dub B is on, Just Blaze is on it with him. Interesting. So I want I want Just Blaze to help mix the records. I want Just Blaze to help inform the musical choices of all the beats. Interesting. Okay. Um. Okay. So intro. I thought it was okay. I think you know if Just Blaze punched it up a little bit, it would be more interesting. Um. Like his drums. <laughs> 
Uh, if Just Blaze did the drums on here, I think it would be a lot better. Yeah. Um, I also need Joe to be better on this because Joe yeah. Joe actually raps, and I don't know anything about him after yeah. that. Like I, you know, so I want him to rap more. I'm coming. I'm coming is fine. And then boom, like hit me with some some bars that that make me care. Gotcha. Number one, I thought the song was corny, even though I like the beat. So gone. Uh, pump it up. It stays. Okay. However, what I do is um, I make this. Okay, so you know the, the story of Pump It Up was Just Blaze gave Jay-Z a beat. Okay. Which was Pump It Up. Jay-Z said, I really like this beat, but I'm not working on an album right now. I, okay. Tuck okay, it for okay, me. Okay, okay, yeah. So he tucks it for him, and then Joe Budden hears it. And then I guess they're both from Jersey, whatever. Joe Budden's like, yo, let me get this. So, you know, his his street dudes come, they talk to Joe, Just Blaze, whatever. Just Blaze gives him the beat. He makes the beat. He, 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 he gets the beat. He does the song. Song becomes a huge hit. Jay feels slighted, lightly slighted, ah. because he was not given the beat that he wanted. Right. So he jumps on the freestyle yes. and says, shit. give me that beat, fool. But the most dis disrespectful <laughs> shit, rather than saying... Don't worry, Joe. I'll give it back soon. Uh -huh. He says, "Don't worry, Skein," which Skein was the street nigga, one of the street <laughs> niggas that 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 owned Joe Button. <laughs> Don't worry, Skein. I'll give it back soon. That's wow. hella disrespectful. Takes the beat, murders the shit. It it, it goes into the annals of mm. mixtape, you know, Hall of Fame. So then Joe feels slighted. Joe comes back with his own freestyle on the joint. And the hilarious thing is, back when when Joe Budden had uh, Rory and Maul on his podcast, they used to tease him and call him Sam Bowie, Harold Miner, Purvis Ellis, <laughs> all the all the things that Jay Z called him on this record because it's hilarious. Jay says he wasn't talking about anyone, <laughs> but he clearly was fucking talking about Joe Budden. Jeez. So, so uh, Joe Joe came back and his his response was fine. What I did here was. This record just becomes like a welcome to New York City with Jay-Z and Just Blaze going back. I mean, Jay-Z and Joe Budden going back and forth. Okay. So basically some sort of an amalgamation between, you know, their versions of this song becomes the song. Joe is less boring. The song is less formulaic. Yeah. Um, and we and we have that version on the album. Okay. So um then next, Push a Man. Um yeah. I, I I really, really like this record. Um, I have Bink co-produced this one. Okay. Um, I think you know. Yeah, we talked can, about those yeah, drums yeah, 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 yeah. and et cetera. Binkin, like, yeah, I think Binkin. Bink would really just kill it. He would okay. just get in his own with so it. So he had the same idea about like having co-producers. Yeah, on for sure. Yeah. And I, you know, no diss to Dub B. Like, yeah. I think it's just you know you, when you're new into yeah. something, you got cats that have been doing it for mad long. Bink would have been a good co-producer on him. Yeah, he would yeah. kill that shit. Um, so and then this is the record that I have um the A team on. So Hitchcock oh, and okay. Ransom are also on this record with Joe Budden. Um. I think Hitchcock and Ran are actually a little bit more in the street. So, mm. you know, it'll actually make that song. I, I missed that in my lowlights. I was going to talk about that. But I'll talk <laughs> yeah. about that at the, at the end of this. Yeah. Okay. Feel free to now if you want. All right. Well, look. So, what am I, what am I overarching lowlights? Um, and this is why I asked, like, did Joe Budden sell drugs? Mm -hmm. Right. Because I think that aside from the theme that you mentioned, mm -hmm. the biggest theme I think on this record is Joe Budden talking about people who are fake. Okay. Talk, criticizing rappers who talk about guns that they've never yeah. seen like yo you don't even know where to buy a gun talking yeah. about street light things that they've never done like right. on on a lot of records he's talking about that right yeah. he's talking about people who aren't real and yeah he's got some stuff on here talking about doing something he's and got like, records that are like talking about all these ratchets and blah 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 yeah you know, i shot him some bill because i feel like a lot of rappers in this time frame we're talking about that. i don't necessarily yeah. mind that yeah. but like i'm saying the biggest theme on here <laughs> is you calling people out or calling rappers out in general yeah. for talking about a life that they didn't really live and it's just mm -hmm. like you know me like i need some like non-hypocrisy bro like yeah. it's just i don't know no now now again i don't know that i don't know enough about like joe budden personally i don't mm -hmm. know the life he grew up in and i'm not saying that it wasn't hard mm -hmm. i'm just saying though like if if you are going to make the point that he does a lot mm -hmm. of times mm -hmm. about people who are or being fake or, or right. posing 
then I don't think you can pose at all on your record. That's that's just all I'm saying. <laughs> I got you. You shouldn't embellish, shouldn't do, shouldn't tell stories that, that uh, you can't really tell. Yeah. So anyway, fair. so that's yeah. That's my other overarching low light that I forgot to mention mention earlier. I got you. No worries. So yeah, so Pushing Man, um, co-produced by Bink, Hitchcock and Ransom on it. Yeah. Um, the next record, um, you ain't gotta go home. Now, okay. uh, do not like this record at all. Um, yeah. I scrapped this record. However, I want, I, I, I still want something kind of in this theme, like a yeah. record that's intentionally a club record. Yeah. Um, and I want it to be produced by Scott Storch or the Neptunes. Like, I feel like this okay. is in that, their vein. Um, and it'll be a single. Yeah. So um, I don't care Scott which Storch, of them. Yeah. yeah, Scott Storch was killing it. No, time you're right. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. I think if he got a Scott Storch record. And the funny thing is, the record that I thought was going to blow him up and it never came out, um, and I, I'm sure he'll, he will laugh about this if he hears it, he had a record um, after this that was held by, by Def Jam and was supposed to be the single on his next album, The Growth. Um, it was a Scott Storch beat and it had Nate Dogg on the hook. Okay. It was called Gangsta Party. Yeah. I thought that when Gangsta Party came out, everybody was going to hear about this Joe Budden dude I've been telling everybody mm. about. Like, yo, he's going to kill. And then the record just never came out and the album just never came out. But anyway, um, so yeah, Scott Storch or, or Neptunes on this gotcha. one. Um, now, Walk With Me. This is my first track of the album. Um, okay. You know, at the intro and then I guess yeah. track two, right? Um, Anthony Hamilton is who I have on this hook okay, so as we, well. Oh, okay. So no, I, I said... Have him on, I have him on the other one too. I said, oh, okay. All right. I saw so, some consistency. Okay, that's yeah. fine. So I have Anthony Hamilton singing this hook and I want Just Blaze to punch this beat up. I said, yes. particularly the drums, they really yes. could use touching up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Yo, yeah. the double snare, the oh beat. Why? Why? It really, really hurts me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so I think Anthony Hamilton would really kill that hook. That hook, you could tell what they were trying to do, but yeah. eh, there were parts that, that were a little, little spotty. Um, all right, so she want to know. Agree with you, right? Like I just got the whole shit. Like, I just said, little me. Mo really, really needs to tighten up. So I say it's a complete rewrite on the hook. Little Mo stays on the hook. We need a better hook from her, um, and we need her to act like she actually cares. Mm. But here, I have Just Blaze redo this beat because I feel like the the beats almost sounds like some Just Blaze shit. Yeah. Um, and then we have Cameron and Jewels okay. on, on it. So that's the She Wanna Know record. Um, and then Survivor, I have Anthony Hamilton singing, but this is almost like just like a skit. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. Anthony Hamilton singing the beginning part. Okay. And that's then fine too. and then it goes into a Joe Budden verse, and then that's the end. That that like okay, really so I like that version. Yeah, yeah. So on on when you go back and re-listen to my make it a classic, put put that <laughs> No, because we, we had Anthony Hamilton on it yeah, together. So yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. So all right, and then fire. Um this one I, I I created two versions. Okay. The album version is gonna feature triangle offense. So it's gonna have it's gonna have that bust the okay. hook, but it's gonna have fabulous and Paul Kane on it. And the remix. Then there's gonna be a remix, and the remix is gonna feature Busta and Rod Digga. So what's Ooh. that gonna do? What that's Ooh. gonna do I is like that. I like that. The DJs okay. like myself yeah. will pick the record up because we're already playing that yeah, Rod Digga yeah, record. Yeah, yeah. So no, anytime you think of the Rod Digga record, you're gonna think of his record. Right. So it's a promotional thing. I like that. Um, all right. So Ma Ma Ma. This this record's real mad to me. Um uh, I need yeah, I, I agree. I need just Blaze to punch this beat up. Um, and then what about yeah. track messes? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot would, to mention that this is this is the one that's track messes. This go, sounds go like them exactly. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's that a early. good that's a good that's a good thought. Yeah. Um, I think that the current hook could be a bridge, but it's not strong enough to be a hook. That's so fair. I need one twelve to go back to the drawing board and give me like a real hook. Okay. Um, if they did that, I think like you said, this could be a single. Yeah. Um, calm down. I just want it to be mixed better. It's a perfect song. To me. Yeah. Um, focus. I actually really like this record. Um, yeah, I and, think it should have been single. Yeah, I, I think you know. I, I think maybe it could have even got pushed more. Yeah. Um, I would keep it. The only other thing that I would do is I saw on the wiki that there was a version of this that had LL Cool J um, on it. It was a remix. I throw that as a bonus cut just so that you know you get you get because LL Cool J he was had so the Def Jam <laughs> he had the Def Jam building behind him with all that yeah. head sprung shit yeah, and all that yeah, trap. Yeah. not trap. all that stuff he was putting out at the time was hitting yeah, so yeah. that that's a good that's a good feature yeah. um and then um give me a reason is, is out of here completely gone. gone um and then stand up Nuka. I wish the instrumentation built 
on this mm. song. It, okay. it got really boring and really stale. So who's your co-producer? Um, I didn't even. I, I just assumed it was just just Blaze, right? Okay. Like I think what he's saying is dope. Um, oh no, I'm lying. I put Bink. Okay. I said I went back to Bink on this one. That's good. Too. But uh, but I want, but I want, I want a better hook, mm-hmm. and I want instrumentation that builds. Okay. So and then you know of course the last song is is ten minutes. This song is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the only I would change two things. One, I think that the mix could be better. Okay. Um, and two, I actually am going back to Bink. Um, I think that Bink could punch up these drums in okay. a way that would make it even more interesting. Okay. Um, so I think you know that's my album in general. Um, I have a couple of additions. Dear Angela. I want that record on here because okay. I feel like it, it gives us some autobiographical content that we didn't. We didn't yeah, but that's going to run contradictory um, to the other image he's put himself out there to be. What is like the dude that got all the I jump off, never had me going out of my <laughs> way. Yeah, I guess. I'm cool with it. Um, So I want Dear Angela, but I want a reproduced version of Dear Angela with Kanye West making the beat. Okay. I think, and I'll play you Angela when we, when we, when we, we bounce, but it sounds like the beat sounds like someone trying to make a Kanye West gotcha. in this era beat. So okay. I get Kanye to do it. And then last, there was a record called Drop Drop. Um, it, I, this it, sounds familiar. Yeah. It was on a, a, a basketball game soundtrack. It was on okay. a few soundtracks. Um, it was, it was popping. Uh, and it was, it came out around the same time as Focus. It was like in the mixtape okay. circus, but it wasn't here. I would create a version of Drop Drop that has Fabulous and Paul Kane. So again, tri- triangle offense, and I would put it on this album. And okay. that's my album. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I like. I definitely like a lot of your additions. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with uh, A Team or with Triangle Offense. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know you those know Fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I didn't know that that was a thing. So. Yeah. I uh, definitely wasn't paying as paying as much attention i think during this era i was, I was yeah. more focused on like trying to make my own beats right right um and yeah i mean oh i feel like there was something there to make a classic um i enjoy mm-hmm. listening to this album but yeah. you know it's not an album that i think a lot of people are talking about and i think yeah. really it just it suffers from from marketing and i think that uh-huh. the, the things that you're talking about and the things that i talked about mm-hmm. would have been fixed with a better budget yeah you know it's I mean? fair and i think honestly you know, I think Joe Budden was just a dude who could rap from around the way that had yeah. some street niggas that put some some brown paper bag money together to, yeah. to, to get his shit out. And I think that when things didn't take off yeah. after Pump It Up, they probably just stopped putting money behind it. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I don't have anything else to add on this one, do you? Nah, but um, I will say that maybe you know in the in the future we can do Mood Music Two, which is my favorite uh, Joe Budden project. That's someone that's also um, mixed horribly, right? It is mixed horribly. Okay. So hopefully you you know can can get past that because I think the lyricism on there to me is next level, and that's the record that I always would give to people when I would say this Joe Budden dude, he's really dope. You should check okay. him out. It was Mood Music Two. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, that should wrap it up for our Make It a Classic for um, for Joe Button. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed this. We got much more coming your way, mm-hmm. so definitely check it out. Like, comment, subscribe, and all that other positivity. Can't spit it out, boo, you gotta slurp that Can't cuddle after we done, it wasn't worth that Yo, we ain't responsible for bringing dirt back Can we back up? She has the bar style and she throwing it up She drank a little hip note, throwing it up But I'm only dealing with freaks that wanna cut mine If you agree, it one nut Can't go to get it played late night on BZ Uncut mm.